Hello, how are you doing? I'm Craig Parkinson. You are listening to the Two Shot Podcast. Sit yourself down, pop the kettle on. We're going to have a nice old chat. Who's it with this week? I'm going to tell you right now. How the devil are you? It's Thursday. It's the podcast. You know the routine. Now, maybe you don't. Maybe this is the first time that you're listening to us. And if it is, then uh, welcome. How are you? Is everything all right? The reason I ask, is everything all right? Because we, as a listening community, the thing that I've found is you're so fantastic about getting in touch and saying, you know, I'm not in a particularly great place at the moment. Um, but I just listened to somebody on your podcast who may have been having some sort of the same problem as me and and it kind of really helped me. And the reason I'm telling you this is because this week we welcome back the fantastic Joe Gilgan. And I'll be really honest with you, it is one of the most brutally honest and authentic conversations I think we've had on here. Because, you know, as you'll hear, Joe wasn't in a in a particularly great place when we recorded, but it's something he wanted to do. Um, he felt like he, he wanted to have a, a chat and get a few things off his chest. And I think that's, that's healthy. I think that's really good. Because if there's one thing that I've learned by doing the podcast is... Is not to bottle things up, is, is to talk, is to have the conversation. So I really hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Um, as you did last week, I mean, what an inspiration Jackie Carrier was. And I'm glad I'm not the, f- the only person um, that wanted to pop off to Paris and go walking and have some cheese with him and have a natter. Um, there's a few people that said that. I love that, what an inspiration he was. Um... What else have I got to tell you? So, around this time last year, we entered the podcast for the British Podcast Awards, um, and we won, and we were asked if we wanted to nominate ourselves again this year. So we have done. Now listen, if you've got a podcast and you're listening to this and it's Thursday, right, you've got about 24 hours, you should really put your podcast forward. Why not get it listened to? by a load of brilliant people who know what they're on about and listen to loads of podcasts. Um, Because you never know. You just never know. Um, So get that done and be quick about it. You've got till the 1st of March. Um, Just go onto the British Podcast Awards website. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, Right. Well, all you need to know is uh, that this is episode 78 of the Two Shot Podcast with the incredible Joseph Gilgan. Enjoy, and I'll see you at the end. There's this, um, found out there's this train station in the black country. Yeah. And what they've started to do is put up signs and slogans all around the station, on the steps, like when you walk and you see these slogans like, smile, don't worry, be happy. Yeah. You can be a rainbow amongst the clouds. Now, 
I don't want to be miserable and come across negative, but for me, that is just like someone, a stranger, coming up to you on the street, going, cheer up. It totally might never is. happen. It- <laughs> and I just think... <laughs> If you're having a bad day, the worst thing you can do to somebody is go, hey, come on. Just cheer, cheer up, cheer up. Cunt. Yeah, yeah. Do Actually, no, I'm having a bad day and I want to get through it myself. And I'm entitled to it. Oh, good. I'm so pleased I said that because you know what we're oh, talking about fucking... before. Sometimes you have to sound things out no. with people to make sure you're not Dude, a miserable bastard. No, you're not a miserable bastard. It's like, listen, don't get in my face about having a fucking good day. Today's shite and that's the way it's going to be from me. Well, potentially, Matt, you never know. It could change. But like, it is that. It's, I remember this woman once telling me, we were, I were in opticians, I was fucking hell, I was depressed. There's moments I have with members at public where I think, ah, oh, shit, dude, I could have handled that better. Like, oh, all the time. I'll tell you two, actually. I've got two good ones. Go I had it with her. She said, are you all right? I said, yeah. She went, well, tell your face. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Which is funny. You know, I said, I couldn't help but smile at that. I said, it's just that I'm fucking miserable today, love. And I ended up accidentally just telling her and, like... Just sort of spurred you know it Actually, out. for some people, things aren't always just fucking sunshine and rainbows, you know, like, regardless of the position. Because the thing is with sadness, it doesn't give a fuck what stage you're at in life. Like, I don't care that you've got a load of money in the bank or that you've you've got a job or a loving family. Like, it, it doesn't give a fuck. Like, no. if you've got a chemical imbalance, that's it. You know, it's like, it's that thing of, you know, these working class, like, I remember being told by working class men a lot in the in the start, when I started realising I, w- I wasn't right in the head, they'd go, cheer up, or, you know, man up a bit, like... Don't use think, that phrase. I hate that me. phrase. It's like, where, where have you been all my life? I've never considered that. In the last 10 years of feeling cripplingly, cripplingly sad, I've never just considered to fucking man up, you stupid cunt. Like, I've not sat there on the edge of my bed in despair going through all the fucking good things. My list of good things in my life, it's like a fucking bog roll. I'll go through it and through it every single time I go downhill, and I still feel like shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's fucking mad. And and the maddest, and the, this is the other thing, I feel terribly guilty about that. You know, like, when I get to that place, I'm like, fuck, I, like, all this shit you've got, you cunt. Like, you've got all the shit you were asking for, you knobhead, and you're still pissed off and anxious and like... Oh, man, I get so wound up with that kind of shit. But yeah, as you say, me it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't care about that. It doesn't care about all the good no, things. You can be you can be having everything in the world. What have I got to be sad about? And do you know what else? I'm very suspicious about people who are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who yeah, are constantly a ray of sunshine <laughs> and everything's tickety-boo. Yeah, dude, what's because, going on? Because <laughs> when, behind closed doors, when you're by yourself, do you yeah. just sit on your Nasty bed and cry? Nasty with cat. She's nasty. That, whoever painted that, she's cruel to cat. She's the only reason she's got a cat is so she can fucking pull its hair at night. <laughs> fucking horrible. Do you know what I mean? She's one of them, isn't she? Like, smile, everyone be positive. Just piss off. No. Like, you know, I mean, there's something to be said. You know, you go, you, there are groups of people. There's people I meet. I've got friends that are, are very positive. I'm like, it can be, it can be infectious. It can rub off on you. But just don't force feed it, me dude. No. You know what I mean? No. Like, if it's not a good day, then for a lot of people, it's just not a good day. For you don't know sake. what's going on no. with somebody else. No, don't <laughs> ram it down my throat and in my face. <laughs> There's someone, what did someone wrote on bloody on motorway bridge or driving back from fucking hell, getting a very thorough medi- uh, medical for preacher. I've got to go to Australia. 
fucking checked everything. How no far did they go with that medical? Because they didn't finger me out, but the the I had this. Um, I got there, and this is what it was like. He went, um, "We need urine." I went, "I've just been for a pee." He went, "You shouldn't have done that." I went, "Well, I know, but I didn't." He went, "Well, we've put it all in the documents." I went, "I know, but I've peed now." Oh, we need pee. Like I can't send this stuff off without pee. You'll not get into this into the country. I thought. Well, I started drinking, and then he says, "Do you want to kill yourself?" What? Yeah, them kind of questions. Oh, Do you want to oh, kill yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. want to harm others? Have you ever ran down the street with an erection? And at one point, I had to. St- I said, "Listen, can you just? I don't know, man. I mean, I'm used to the questions. I get that you have to ask to ensure me, but like your tone is suggesting that I might not even be a human being. Like <laughs> the way you're asking me these. <laughs> they did this chest X-ray. Put your chin there. Like, all right." And she was nice, actually. I said, "Can I have a look at it?" Interestingly enough, I saw a bit. Of, I saw a fart and a poo. <laughs> I said, "What's that there?" She went, "There's your lungs." I went, "What are all their blood vessels? This is your fucking thing going into your coronary malarkey majiggery." I'm thinking, "This is fucking fascinating." I went, "So what's this you're not talking about?" She went, "That's a that's gas." I went, "So that's a fart." She went, "Yeah, that's a fart." And she went, "And that's poo." <laughs> it's been fucking great that. So I saw that. My body making a poo. I really regret talking about this now. <laughs> Telling the poo bit. It's all right, we can cut it out. Yeah, get rid of that, will you? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so it's it's been very... I can't remember what got me onto the subject. It's people telling you to cheer up, innit? Yeah. That's where we're at. I mean, like I say, like, when it's genuine and it's not being force-fed, it does eventually rub off on me, like... Absolutely. You know, Americans and that, they're brilliant at it. And they believe it. They actually, they're not, it's, some of them, I'm sure it is probably an act, but the majority that I met are just genuinely really, really positive. And I remember, especially in New Mexico, I'd complain, like British people, I realised out there that all three of us, all three of the cast, the British cast, pissing and whinging about our, our brilliant lives. And I remember, like, I remember the crew being like, they just couldn't understand it. They couldn't, like, Get on it, wheels. I remember thinking, you know, complaining. They don't complain back. It's not like a give and take like there is in England. Like it's because they've now to complain about. The yeah. sun's always out. The sun's always out. The sky's always blue. Do you think that's got? I can. Do you think that's massive? Must have something to do I mean, with it's it. It's fucking massive. Getting dude. up early because the sun's definitely up. Like, a load of shit they can get done in the day. Like definitely, man. I've done twenty things. It's not even nine o'clock yet. Yeah, man. Like. I definitely think that's the case. I think the weather plays a huge role in people's moods. Around this time of year in the UK, especially in the north, it's fucking hardcore. It's really hard being hard. I mean, that's something a lot of people with mental health don't realise, is it's you've got to be tough to have mental health. A lot of people, when they're in a bad place, like I've been in a bit of a shady place for a while now, a couple of weeks, and, and, you th- and I just feel so pathetic, man. It's full of self-loathing. Uh, my personal hygiene goes out the fucking window. Like, I just don't care, you know, and I just, I'll just stay in bed, desperately try and sleep the day away. And these fucking terrible, like, twisted an- anxiety dreams. Like, I had one this morning. Um, and, you know, what I forget in the process is I've, you know, come Monday, I've got to, I've got to fuck off again. Yeah. And I will be on that plane. And when I get there, I'll do my best. Like, I'll break me back to not let myself down and not let them down. And what I'm saying is, if you are one of them people, uh, uh, it's important to know that you're doing all the same shit everyone else. If you're, if you're pulling your weight, 
You're doing what everyone else is doing. And you're dealing with your own mental health too. I mean, you have to be fucking to deal with that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we'll the cut. fucking hell? What's going on there? We'll cut that out as well. <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? Well, what's happened? What's that? He's one of them characters that you meet where you, you just want to go, what the fuck has happened? What's gone on? What, what, what are you eating? Like, is that what's changed you? Like, take them fucking sunglasses off. You're indoors, you They never come off. Rose-tinted, he literally looks through the world through rose-tinted <laughs> glasses. <laughs> no one's saying, like, literally, it's... Look what you're doing to yourself. I bet he's positive all the time. He'll be mega positive. Can you imagine that guy's ego? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'd probably die in the presence of it. Mine would just... Mine's so frail and fragile. Mine would just be like... You'd be that bee flying into the light. Yeah. And just burst just into bur- flames <laughs> in, in, in front of... <laughs> <laughs> Is it a seasonal thing sometimes, Joe? I mean, yeah. personally with you, I mean, I know this time of year, mm. you know, and I think especially in the north affects a lot of people and it's so easy because you're on the precipice yeah. all the time of just tilting one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think it's a, it's like a, a bloody mixture of things this time around. Some of it's circumstantial. Some of it's the time of the bloody year. And some of it's just... A bad, a bad time for me bipolar. It's just an, an imbalance because a lot of my shit is like very irrational. You know, my worries mm. and my paranoia, me like me, me anxiety. Like I, I, I can analyze it. I can see that it's you know I'm sort I'm used to it now. It's been years of it, so I, I try and analyze what's going on a little bit. But definitely, I think like you know, I, th- I think the season like this time of year, it's just shit. Like yeah. it's just nothing to do, man. I used to go running. Before Brassic, I'd, I'd be running now. Um, and I remember th- feeling good about getting out there in all these, in the brutal weather, just thinking, shit, that's a, that's a little battle done, that, for the day. You know, I've conquered that thing. I need to get back into that, really, and I've not been doing. I've sort of been sitting on my bed, smoking a lot of weed and watching, like... Steven yeah, Seagal film. Yeah, Steven Seagal. And um, I'll tell you what I have got into. People camping... I find that very calming, innit? You go on YouTube and find um me and Griff to do it every now and then. he's been doing it once it once a month, haven't you, this year? Every calendar month. Every calendar month, month. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's commendable that. It's been shit though, hasn't it? You've not enjoyed it. He's <laughs> <laughs> been cold and alone. And he's, what's your New Year's resolution for this year, Griff? Uh I've got seven or eight this year. Oh have you? Yeah. I thought it was just to do less camping. Yeah, oh yeah, that <laughs> Go on, give us your big one. Um, It'll be annoying, this, folks. Go on. Sleep with my mobile phone out of the room. Yeah, I, I remember... I'm just thinking about what you told me today, actually. Very important. Yeah. Good one. Because it's... He's right. So he's watched this other podcast. Let's just rip off what he said. So would you stare into a torch for two hours Grace's before... Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah so there you have it, blind boy. Do you know what I mean? Well, we've got to move. We've got the uh, the router in our bedroom, which we're moving out. It's all right. It's by Susan's side. It won't really affect right. me that much. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to get that moved. We're having a big old change up. But I think that I think that that's really important. Really important. Stuff. Definitely, definitely. Like I I do a lot of. Um, I'm trying to stay up at the moment so I can get used to. 
So when I get out there, because with medication that I take, if I, if I change the time I take it, it can fuck with me. Yeah. And with the time difference, I'm, I'm trying to get used to taking it a bit later so that at the end of the week I've got to bed in, I'm ready to go, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to stay up late. And um, so I've been watching a lot of fucking bullshit on um, a lot of serial killers. Just the fantastic, some of these, well, they're not fantastic, they're complete monsters, but like it's just fascinating, dude. The one common theme is absent father domineering mother is what I've picked up on. That's the start. That's the start of what is about to be your development into eventually killing people. Like, you know, you think about what it takes to kill another human being. It's fucking hard work. And not just mentally, physically. You know, it's difficult. Edmund Kemper, is it Edmund Kemper? How do you say it? Edmund Kemper. Can you Google it? Can you be that guy? Like on Joe Rogan's (laughs) podcast. He's got one of them. You do nothing, you. You do note. Sits there really <laughs> handsome. I want to see how handsome he is today. This is why he's taking photos. He don't, he don't look so bad. You're comparing me to you. You need to put them up on websites so girls can have a look. We do it once a year. You look like your teeth are cleaner. Have you had them white? And that's him. What's that's his Edwin. name? Ed. Edward Kemper. Edward Kemper. What did he do, Edward Kemper? He uh, chopped his mum's head off and had sex with it, had oral sex with his mum's severed head. He was an incredibly intelligent man. If you watch, there's a great uh, document uh, uh, series, everyone's going to be saying it before I've said it, it's called Mindhunter. Oh, the Netflix show. I don't know who that actor is, but he is just fucking unbelievably good. Like, he must have watched the shit out of the interviews. It's amazing... On YouTube, there's these amazing doc, like interviews with some of these serial killers, and Ed is just... It's remarkable, man, how intelligent. His vocab's enormous. Like, an, an, a emotional, his, his uh, emotional intelligence and understanding of himself and what he's, go, what he's gone, gone through and going through is... Because, you, you know, like, if, you didn't, if you're not into that... I mean, I'm fascinated by murderers, and I think... Um, you know, we sort of look at them all as these fuck. I mean, Ted Bundy was so he was so intelligent. He like he uh, he was his own lawyer, wasn't he? he was I can't remember what his prosecutor or was it. He was his own not prosecutor. They're the fuckers that are putting you away. The other one, defense, defense. He was his own defense. I mean, the judge at the end of it all said, "If you'd have taken a different path, I'd have loved to have had you working for me." Something along them lines. The judge oh actually said, "Like you know, God. you're so clever." Women everywhere just adored him. He was fucking gorgeous, like super handsome guy. Um, you know, so I've, I watch a lot of that kind of shit just before bed. I wonder that whether that attributes to me terrified dreams. Probably. Probably. I'm just... Oh, the rest. Oh. Do you think there's any anxiety, conscious or not, of the fact that you're going to go away for a bit? I tend to... I actually don't... Dr- it is that, it is that, and it's it's it, it's about people from home. My dreams have, um, I've got to be quick to, to say them out loud to someone down here because they'll be gone soon. They'll just disappear into whatever, I don't know where dreams go. Um, where do dreams go, Griff? I don't know, there is something. How many are there going to be in this podcast, Lords? Yeah, get it's it good. Googled. There is something that makes you forget very, very quickly, isn't there? Yeah. <clears throat> 
it's so vivid when you do wake up. That's what I meant to write them down. Yeah. Yeah. Voice note, or tell, tell your friend. But. They're all linked to, like, people. So this morning I was dreaming about quail and a bike and a brand-new bike and it had no back wheel. It was just very <coughs> surreal. And for some reason, that somehow that part that I can remember there really fucking freaking me out to the point where I just had to get up. And ideally, I could have just done with lying in, just getting rid of as much of the debt. That's what I'll do. If I've no work, if no one's asking me to do anything, um, I'll just allow myself, I'll allow myself to... Uh, Get the day over with as quick as possible. Yeah, to wallow in it. I'll wallow in it and I'll, I can never say this word, I'll almost fetishize my sadness a little bit. Um because you know it's 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 coming for it's for a reason. It's your mind needs a rest. Like your your head's telling you. What did one guy said? He said it's you're not deep depressed. You need deep rest. He right. said right. That's what it is. If you're depressed, you need deep rest. And what he's talking about isn't just you know because people tell me all the time, especially when I'm working, like get some rest. Will you make sure you get some rest? Because they can see that I'm fucking. Getting to a stage now where it's getting a bit much. Yeah, I mean, but that's not the problem. Body will rest. My body will lie still. It's resting right now. It's fucking it, dude. Never yeah. stops, man. Like, and it's not all fucking sadness. Like, a lot of the time, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of ideas, and like I recently come up with a film we are quail. Um, we want to get going on after when we've got time. So you know, some of it is creative, like. The rest of the time, it's stuff. It's beyond my control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly things that I'll find to worry about, and my head's kind of cruel when it's in a bad place. So it'll, it it's, tends to follow the negative paths more than the positive ones. You know, it's fucking depression for you, isn't it? Did it did it bounce on you quite quickly this time, or was it a build up? Could you see it coming? I could see it. Yeah, this time I could see it because I I knew that with Barassic finishing, that's been. That's been a fucking mega journey, man. Like, that's been amazing. Like, um, it's been good and it's been bad. It's been all the, the things that make you remember it for the rest of your fucking life changing. It's been a life-changing experience. Like, and I knew that I'd get down after the jobs. We spoke about this, didn't we, in the yeah. last, last podcast? You know, I'd struggle with... I'd struggle with depression after jobs and I kind of... I could feel it happening actually toward the end of Brassic, the last day we, we shot, we had the rap party that same evening. And for anyone who was at that rap party, my head was right up my ass, dude. And, you know, you, you've got to enjoy yourself at the rap party. This thing, like, this is the thing, like, being grateful is a big, is a, a big thing to me, you know, like showing people that I'm grateful and, and being grateful in myself for what I've got. Yeah. You know, and remember it's so fucking important. You know, it's as important as getting work, is being grateful for it, you know. And that evening, I was so fucking drained, man. Like, it had been a difficult scene. Can't say much about it because it'll spoil stuff. But, like, it had been a very difficult scene to end on, quite emotional. And, um, I mean, it's hilarious, the scene, but it, it was difficult. Um, cut it out, this bit, dude. Boss. And I had to find that. You have to find the truth in it. And it was difficult because, obviously, no one's... Yeah. You know, as an actor, you've got to somehow make yourself believe that. And uh, so there's like six hours of that, crap bawling my eyes out and panicking like a fucking lunatic. And then and then you've got to go and 
you know, and everyone's so grateful and I'm so grateful to them and and I can't th- find a way to word out what it means to me. You know, each person, it like they all mean so much. In particular, I mean, the, the, the fella from Sky, John Montague, who's, who, I think he's the... Uh, had a comedy. Had a comedy in here. Um, like, he's not... I'm not just saying it, man. Like, he's a super sound dude. Like, not at all like you think these producers are going to be like. No. Like, dead normal, fucking hilarious guy. And I saw him. But I, I remember just trying to find the words and, and, and feeling like, in this moment now, it's important that I let this man know what he's done for me, you know, like the opportunity he's given me and putting me on this platform to be able to... And, oh, God, just fucking couldn't do it. Like, just couldn't... There is Because there isn't the words. There isn't the right words in the right order to describe to someone like John how grateful I am. Or, or there are other producer, David Livingston. Like, I, there's not a way I could do it. But it's a big thing because you on that that's the last day of it that yeah. rap party and what a journey you've come. So you've got all these emotions yeah, coming man. through you, and you you sometimes you can't articulate it. You don't know how to deal with it. Exactly. Like, but it's impo- It's kind of important that you do. You know, you've got to. It's important that you let these people know. Oh God! Oh no, it is. But then through trying, it can be frustrated when frustrating yourself, and you beat yourself up because you can't get it out because it means so much. Exactly, you You can't get it out the way you want it to be, the way you felt, the way you feel. You can't possibly convey it in words, so it leaves you kind of feeling like shit. I I had Aaron on phone today, like the lad who played one of our characters. He plays Ashley, (coughs) a lad who who is a close friend of ours. He's. uh, Ashley's in the show. We've we've put him in the show as a character, and Aaron right. plays him. And he's he got in touch, and I was trying to tell him how good he is, and I, I'm struggling with that. You know, to tell him in a way where it doesn't just sound like the usual bullshit you hear. Um, what I've learned is when people are nice to you, they tend they fucking mean it. Like I've never believed them. Like I've always been a bit like, "What's your fucking? Di- Why are you what, telling me that? What you do you want? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want from me? Yeah. What do you want? Like." What are you getting out of this? What's your agenda? Like, yeah. there is no agenda at all. Nine times out of ten, people really fucking mean it. Like, they mean it the way you want them to mean it. Because they wouldn't... Why would they bother saying why it the otherwise? Why would they say it? I mean, there are them cunts that I'm sure do. But... Yeah, because they've got them. an agenda. Yeah. But well, that's, yeah. that's where you have to try and filter out best you can between the ones that yeah. are doing that and the ones that aren't. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So mm. as we're talking about Brassic, should mm. we should we just go back and... Yeah. Talk about how it started. Yeah. Because we spoke so much about being creative and starting your own stuff. Yeah. If someone's not giving you an opportunity to do something that you want to do, you try and go ahead and try and do it yourself. And yeah. Couldn't, and you've done that. I've managed to do it. It's just a fucking miracle, Craig, honestly. I swear to God, man. Like, so I can't believe it started. So, so I, this, let me do it like this. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm going the long way around it. This is how I'll do it. Because of me colourf- the colourful place I've come from and the colourful characters I've been with, what I do early on in, in my career is I felt like it wasn't just important to get the acting bit right, but the way you come across on set and amongst these, especially the producers and other actors that, yeah. that, that at the time to me 
you know, I owed, I owed them everything. Like these opportunities were just so special to me. I was so grateful. And I used to think, how can I impress? How can I, I need to be, I must be interesting. I must be. And what I discovered was, is actually like, if you're really open and honest about even the most embarrassing uh, parts of your life, these incidents you have with your friends and the story. I started getting good at telling stories and waffling. I got, got good at telling tales. And often I'd realised during the telling of these stories that they needed embellishing. Like, the truth was getting in the way of me good yarn. And, right. like, and I can see it. And, and so I'd, t- I'd try it out on you and I'd gauge reactions of this story. And I can see that it's not quite it where I wanted it to. Like, you should be fascinated by that and you're fucking not. So the next guy I'd tell, I'd be like, right, I'll remember that shit there and I'll tell him and the newer version, right? So it, it, it ends up getting to a point where I don't really know what the truth is anymore, literally. Like, I've lied about it so much to so many of these people. I don't really understand what's true from what isn't anymore. And a lot of it's born out of truth. Like, I, you know, I smoked up, like, been in stolen cars and got up to all cars. I've never nicked a car. You know, I've... I've I've got up to I've got up to no good like most young lads, but very fucking middle of the road. Like I'm not yeah. talking El Chapo over here, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, and the cunts I've rolled with, like from Manchester and London, and 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 you know some of them are naughty boys, like, and, and they've got up, and the stories they've told me, I've just had them. They've become my own. Like, yeah. um, I got told this fantastic story just the other day about this geezer who who would go and rob cannabis farms. And so what he'd do is, shouldn't be telling you this really because I want to write about it, but he, um, so what he'd do is he'd turn up, <laughs> it's fucking fantastic, he'd turn up with a fire extinguisher and a dog, right, and his mate who's double hard, right, so the dog's an angry dog. Yeah. The fire extinguisher's just very shocking. So <laughs> I, I knock on your door and the first thing you met with is <laughs> white, just a cloud of white. We let the dog off the lead. The dog associates the cloud of white with going fucking berserk on whatever's in front of it that it doesn't understand or know. So someone's now being attacked in all this haze of white by something that's making this terrible noise. Everyone's terrified. They subdue them that way. Like, you fucking tell us where the weed is, you keep your fucking mouth shut, I swear to God I'll kill you. Give me the fucking weed, give me all your money, now. Nine times out of ten they get it. But this one day, my mate's on this job. And uh, he's going, we're a new lad, and it's a new dog. And he's going, where's the fucking normal dog? Where's the dog we usually? He's on another job. I like, for fuck's sake, well, <laughs> is it an angry dog? It's like, it's really angry. Like, it's a super angry, we're going to be fine, it's terrifying. What kind of dog is it? It's bull mastiff, it's massive, you'll love it. Have you got the fire extinguisher? I've got it, I've got it, I've got it all sorted. So they get to the fucking door, and the first thing that happens when this door opens is when they let this fire extinguisher off, it's foam. It's not the fuck. <laughs> so he just boo-khakis this man on his fucking doorstep. And the dog, right, freaks out, doesn't understand what this noise is, and attacks the fucking ga- our guys who are robbing the fucking thing. It's attacked the wrong men. So... Anyway, that so that was a calamity of a job. They end up going to accident and emergency and, uh, you know, covered in foam. And one of them's had his fucking, like, multiple puncture wounds and blunt force trauma to the ankle and calf, like, because of this dog. So it's them, so them kind of stories, I'll, I'll, I'll hear that and I'll go, I'll fucking have that. This same geezer, just the other day, 
Um, it wasn't the other day, actually. I'm lying about that. Um, <laughs> lying about that. You know what I mean? You just don't know what's true. I don't know what it is true for what it is. So he, 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 say, he says, I'm on this walk and he can see all these, can hear all these chainsaws. Now he's an opportunist, so he's fucked off to where these chainsaws are. There's all these men in the trees cutting down trees, uh, tree surgeons, is what they are. They just fucking nicked all the shit and fucked off. They're just thousands of pounds worth of gear. I was like, how did you get it back? He went, oh, fucking, fucking hard work, really hard work. I went, well, you just left them in the tree. I went, well, I'm sure they can get down. I went, what if they fucking couldn't, you lemonhead? What if they're still there right now? Fucking their problem, you know what I mean? We've all got our crosses to bear. Jesus. He's that kind of a character. So I'd meet these characters, and I fucking love them. And when they tell me them kind of stories, dude, honestly, every fibre of my being is locked into what they're talking about. And I try and sort out what's fun from what isn't. Yeah. So anything that just sounds... Anything that feels a little bit... Dark. A bit too dark, like the leaving of the men in the tree. I mean, they've obviously been able to get down. I mean, for fuck's sake. We, both me and my mate know that. I nearly said his fucking name. It's so dangerous, this guy. Um, both me and him know that. Um, but I'll hear stories like that. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of craft... craft Like, there's one I've got, which I can't go into, that that I, I really want to do something with. And I must tell you, if you ever get a minute, I'll, I'll read it to you, I'll read you. I've got a little bit, I've wrote, a, I was up to like, I was, my head wouldn't settle. Yeah. And sometimes I can be up for a few days. Like it'll be a day or two where I'll be having like maybe three hours sleep. It's because I'm on a bit of a high, but because I'm, my highs tend to be mixed in with the lows as well a little bit. They both seem to come together uh, my, my, I'm up and down all day, you see, or I'm, or I, can't, I go through a maybe I'll go through a few weeks of being like everybody else. But like throughout the day, throughout it the go day, like extreme high and then very low. Yeah, down, yeah, down. yeah. Like right now, because you two are here, it's tr- and, and we're talking about things I'm passionate about. It's triggered mm. off a bit of a high, so I'm struggling to get my point across at times. Whereas just before you got here, I was with my mum and my sisters, and they were telling me to settle down. Calm yourself down because you're shouting now. And I couldn't, didn't even know I was shouting. I was shouting about my mum's, <laughs> my mum's fella. I'm worried about going to Australia. You know, I'm a good lad and I, I just want to get out there and do a good job. And the travelling's a big worry to me because I'm dyslexic and, you know, essentially feel kind of blind in an airport. Most people panic in there that can fucking read. Never mind them yeah. cops are struggling. And, uh, I start, David's in the kitchen and I'm just having a minute downstairs because I tend to sit on my own a lot. And I thought, I'll just go down and, and have a minute with everyone. And, and he walks in, Dave, and I mentioned customs. Ooh, don't, don't fuck with that. Listen to me, listen to me. He's really intense. Don't fuck with the customs, mate. You can't miss about. I'm going, David, I know that, mate. I know, just stop, stop talking about it. You're stressing me out. Yeah, but listen, no, you're not listening to me, mate. You're not fucking getting it in that skull of yours. You can't fuck about Terrible accent, that. Forgive me. And my voice is starting to raise now to the point where our Rosie went, listen, just chill it out. You fucking go into that place again, you know. They tend to catch me right before it goes off. They diffuse it. Yeah. You know. Um, but again, that's somebody forcing an opinion. Or even though it's right, don't... Yeah, he's right. Yeah, of course. Them. But, but you know, the way somebody says something... It's just like, I don't need to hear it. I know that. I'm 34. Like, of course I'm not going to piss around in the customs department. Yeah. It's a serious place. Like, <clears throat> we've all seen them fucking TV shows and bringing fucking into the country. And they're like, listen, you can't have this shit. 
Swear to God, I'll put you away for life. Johnny Depp, have you seen that bloody footage of him apologising for bringing his dogs into the country? No, but I read about it. Check that shit out, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, so he snuck these two dogs. I mean, it's not a country to be fucked with. Like, they don't mess about, and I knew that. But I've got so much, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelming myself with worries at this stage. Yeah. And it's a bad day for it this day. And in that moment where I'm starting to snap, I'm, go- I'm about to snap, like, is what's ever happening. And Rosie's fucking seen it and ballot before it, before it's happened, you know. Um, but that can happen am- amongst people who, who don't get, you know, like, it's just being understood when you've got a condition like this. You know, you see people like these actors, people in our, in our position, they have these fucking hissy fits in these moments. And you just have no idea what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Like, you, like, you know, it's like when you have a condition like bipolar, to some degree, people can start to maybe understand it a little bit. But like, you know, like that Christian Bale incident's a fantastic example, I think. Like, yeah. What, when he went when nuts he went on off, set. Yeah, he the, went off yeah. his... Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that's born out of... What I'm learning is with me fucking all this therapy shit I've been doing... Um, what I'm learning is, is that nine times out of ten, if you're if you're having a temper tantrum for whatever reason, it's because nine times out of ten you're frightened. Two of the worst human emotions, aren't they? Fear, yeah, and and hurt. And what you tend to do is you'll replace those two because they're horrible. So you replace them with anger because that's a much more accessible emotion. And actually, for a lot of people, it's a release. It lets it lets gets rid of it. You yeah. Know? Um, so that's what I'm, I've been learning recently is that nine times out of ten when someone's fucking losing their mind, it's not because they're a cunt, it's because they're shitting themselves about something somewhere and it's just about getting to that, what is it? Find out what it is and let's sort that out. Um, but anyway, so I, what I've learned is I, have the, I do have these moments where my depression it's not just me feeling sad and having a, a little cry on my own. I'm frustrated because I'm trying to fight it all the time. Mm. You know, I'm trying to be the person you need me to be, and it, it and, and nine times it can be bloody ti- it can be tiring. Well, that's exhausting because you're Very in a constant tiring. battle. Yeah, but and you have to do it. You can't be a miserable cunt with everyone you meet. You like some of these people, they're not going to understand, and and actually they don't care. And you're better off just sort of pretending and going through the motions and. And I think after a few, however many, however long it'll last for, like if it's a, a few weeks, it can be a few weeks for me. It has been. It's been since Christmas for me. Um, it, it, so the li- the smallest thing will push you over edge. So David telling me about customs, I'm about to throw myself naked off a fucking bridge here. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking I've just had enough, man. And this is the cherry on top. It's the fucking straw, bro, that, 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 that brought the fucking camels back. Like it's slowly... It's getting interesting. I was doing that, and Griff's uh, that's going to be a problem tonight. <laughs> I saw the moment in him, like, I'm not really stopped, drifted out of the conversation and just watched me doing that. Like, why is he doing that? That's going to be a sound issue. For the, I'm just tapping my knuckles in such a way where I've just turned to the turned to my right and, and registered the, the, just the 10 out of 10 disappointment on Grifter's face. Is he's just, how the fuck am I going to get that weird sound out that isn't explained? So now I have done, I've explained it, we're all back on speaking terms. 
Do you ever just give in though, and and yeah. to go? I, I can't fight this anymore. Yeah. I've just got to let it. Yeah, snap. I, that's what I do. I snap. I don't. I do a Christian Bale. I don't do this version that you read about in the paper. I keep this very quiet because I always think, you know, I should have spoken about this on the last podcast. Like, I'm quite an angry guy. Like, if 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 it's if it's at that stage, that's what happens. It'll be a screaming, shouting match with someone somewhere. Like, I have a quail. Or it'll be Maddie gets it a lot, my agent. Uh, I fucking can't stand myself, Craig. I can't stand it. Like, and I get off the phone and I'm fucking mortified. And the under this is the worst bit of it all. And it, and I, it's hard to. I'm getting emotional telling you now. They understand it, and they tell me it's all right, you know. And I know it's not, you know. I know that actually in this moment I'm causing you an awful lot of stress here, like, and it's got nothing to do with this poor, you know, I'm fucking shit and I'm apologising as I'm doing it. This is the fucking, I'm going, I'm fucking sorry because I know it's not your fucking fault and all. Fucking, they think I'm a, they think I'm a muppet is what they fucking think I am. They don't think I know, you know, I go yeah. paranoid, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, like, I can go to that place, like, when, I, when it's as dark as it gets, that's where I, I tend to go, like, Hate and paranoia and... When things like that are happening and you're aware mm. that, it, you, that you've gone to that place mm. and you have snapped... Yeah. Do you ever think, oh, I've gone, and I, but I can't control can't pull this. It back. You can't pull I it can't back. pull it back. I had this fucking day on set with fucking Danny, I right? We've got an amazing writer, an amazing human being, Danny Brocklehurst. He writes... He, I've never met a man that understands me more. Like, he really takes the time out of his life to try and figure me out, yeah. right? figure the bipolar out and, and, and convey it in a way that people are going to be able to understand like this fucking piercing rage. <laughs> so, and we have this day where I'm, I'm having a terrible day. We called them Black Wednesday. It's hysterical. We laugh about them now. Where every like, other Wednesday I'd, I'd have like a meltdown. Um, it'd either be about a dildo being wrong. There's too many cooks in the dildo broth. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> got too many cooks in it it's not funny it's not fucking funny like this is the day this is the day we're filming it you know it's that kind of shit um and he says to and i'm and i'm convinced i've convinced myself that there's this meeting happening that they don't want me a part of i've convinced myself of that right so the paranoia's going on the paranoia's gone wait it's out of control and um i'm overtired and struggling and I'd missed taking my pill the night before I hadn't taken my medicine. I was too tired to, to remember to take it. And I remember waking up thinking, well, fuck, you know. Um, anyway, I'm completely wrong and bang out of order. And I end up fucking falling out with them all. I'm fucking going to go... I was filming and doing this meeting and I was... This is the concern was that I was missing out on create on, on a big part of this creative chat because of filming now. And and Juliet, bless her, the, the, our producer, like... She's done, she's done what she can to try and fit this thing in. Like, every, this is the thing, like, that I forget when I'm in this dark place. This is the thing with, with depression and what a lot of people don't talk about is that it's, it can be very selfish. Like, I could be very selfish when I get that way, dude. Like, I, I, I'm, I can't walk a mile in your shoes. I'm so troubled. I can't do it for you. Um, but you're aware of, of that it's I'm selfish. aware of it. Yeah, I'm totally aware of it. And as it's happening, I'm thinking... I'm thinking to myself, well, you've gone now, and I'm tr- and I know I need to pull it back because I'm I'm f- it's fucking going out of control. Like, and Danny, like he wouldn't he wouldn't let me 
he wouldn't let me... F- Normally what I'll do is I'll go around for a fucking big screaming abdabs and I'll try and leave in a flurry, which will make me feel terrible afterwards. I'll be in a bad place. And he won't let me do it to myself. He won't let me. He won't, he won't not be my friend. You know, I was trying to stop him all. I'm, trying to self, I'm self-sabotaging yeah, is yeah. what I'm fucking doing. I'm self-sabotaging. I've got so frustrated now that I'm just throwing myself to the fucking wolves. Like, this is how much of a cunt I can be. You know, and he and he's. <laughs> I've just never. I remember that day. Um, I think to myself, should I smash some shit up? Is what I think. Like I know, very seldom do I want to physically hurt someone because I know that it's it's no one's doing this to me. Yeah, no one's doing anything to. No, this is the other thing. No one's doing anything to anyone. No, like people are just trying to get through another fucking day. That woman who cut you up on the road this morning, she's not doing that to you. You know, she's just trying to get to work. And again, we don't know what's going on with her, no, Dave. No what's idea what's going on Cheer with her. Cheer up, love. It might never happen. Yeah. We, don't know. <laughs> we yeah. don't know what's going on with her. Yeah, no, we fucking don't. I got compared to her. Who compared? I was on. I was having a look at... Um, every now and again, I'll mess up when I'm really low and I feel like I can't do my job anymore. I'll have a look at some interviews on YouTube. This is how pathetic it is. Interviews like what interviews you've done. Interviews me, yeah, people interviewing me. And, um, Crikey, Joe, that's... Really dark. That, so that's I get terrifying. On, yeah, so I'll get on, I'll think, right, I'll have a look at how I used to be. Well, how did I used to be? Like, when I was normal and happy. That was a big fart, that, from Craig. <laughs> I just, before we started, I went, I'm going to have a stroke because it's much less quiet yeah, on yeah. the mic. Yeah, will, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Craig's the only one with any sense drinking. He's, he's fucking hydrated. Things have changed. He's a ha- it's because you're working, isn't it? No. You work- no. Just didn't fancy a bro. I'm just driving. Oh yeah, that one. Um anyway, so I'll look at I'll look at myself. I'll look at a version of myself where I think I was normal or I had confidence. And I'll try and f- and I'll watch it and I'll think, I can find that again, maybe. I can find him again, maybe somewhere, you know. But I watched I, I f- like I've never done this before. I noticed there's comments, right? There's comments, people comment on YouTube. Fucking hell, some of them comments are brutal, eh? Yeah, yeah. What, man. That hey. way, madness, don't, oh, don't go wow. down that route. What did one of them compare me to? Um, and she were right. This is what why it fucking hurt. She, she compared me to um, Patrick Bateman <laughs> from American Psycho. Oh, God. I thought, well, I'm not that far off. <laughs> I'm that level of lunatic. But, like... I, you know, I am a I am a fucking nutter, dude. Like, definitely, like, maybe not. <laughs> you know, I'm not one of them guys. I've not got that in me. But I, I, like, if I think for whatever reason that, like, for example, like one thing on Brassic, I, 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 I picked up on. Um, I was like, do you, just do your job, do your fucking job that you're being paid to do. Like, absolutely do that and nail it. Whatever you're doing, no matter what, and, and most people would. And there'd be the odd moment where someone hadn't. It's inevitable. It's always going to happen. Well, fuck it, I'd lose my bloody mind. Um, you know, and there's, in our industry, there can be, and this is every job, m- well, most jobs, most jobs, I think there can be, when things go wrong, it tends to be about palming the blame off. Yeah. And, I, and I've got serious respect for, for, the, for people in our industry that when they do fuck up, they hold their hand up and go, listen, I've dropped a ball there, like, yeah. um, because it's it, it, that is rare. 
Because you don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing. If a director comes to me and says, you've done this wrong or I've forgotten a note, I'll give him an, expl- an explanation as to why. I feel like I have to explain myself. Instead of just taking it on board, I see it as getting it wrong. You know, I've got it wrong. Fuck me, I've got it wrong. Um, you know, in, and what I've learned is, I think, is to just be able to go, I'm an idiot, I'll do it right this time. Or um, Do you or, think in that respect you give yourself too much of a hard time, like in a situation like oh, that? Oh, I give myself a terribly hard time, me, dude. I, I really do. In most scenarios, worry about most things, you know. But I, I do worry that if, if there's ever a time where I don't, I'll, I don't want to... It's important not to lose... Oh, God, I don't know whether it's making any sense anymore now. Do you ever feel like suddenly you've been talking for so long that you're not sure whether the shit you're talking about makes All the time. sense? Um, it's hard when you're talking about your fucking feelings and it try to explain because my mine are yeah it is hard. I think it's the, I think it's the hardest thing in the world. That's why I'm all over the place with you. every no. time anybody comes on this and they talk so openly and honestly about what they do. Yeah, they're so ner- The one thing that everybody always says before, whether it's like they'll text me or just before they meet me, they go one. I don't know why anybody would want to listen to me. And two, I don't really have anything to say. Yeah. And then an hour and a half later... Yeah, yeah, you've, you've said... They go, yeah, yeah. oh, God, I didn't realise yeah, that. Yeah. And it just all comes yeah. out. And it's like know, it genuinely does feel like this kind of shit is honestly like... It genuinely is like therapy. It, re- it feels that way to me. Talking about it like, on such a public platform and, and not just... And, and this is the thing, right? This is what I, I watched this... Kind of a brilliant documentary, really, on on Jim Carrey. He's done this role where he's sort of stepped outside of himself. I've seen it. Messed his head up a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, the one where he played in the... Oh, what's the fella? From ta- Jimmy, is it Jimmy's? It's from... Uh, it was in Taxi. It, bloody brilliant. I mean, he's done a great job with it and full commitment there, isn't it? I mean, what's Christ. What's his name? Why have I lost his name? You should be Googling this now. Anson. Not Joe I know, but like... No, this is... I'm telling you, you need to get on it. Don't, listen. Look. Andy Kaufman. Oh, and we didn't no have need. to Google it. No, no need. need. Um, but he said this really interesting thing. He said, um, everyone's just a construct of what they want each other to see, right? And that really fucking it all with me. It's the first time I've ever thought about it. We all perform. We all want to show a version of ourselves... And I thought, fuck me, I've been doing that for years. I've been showing everyone this version that I want them to be pleased with. And, and, and very seldom do I ever just fucking give you the real. Like, this is it today. And actually, it's not a good day. Like, really affected me that. And, I, and, I, and so what I'm trying to do here is just be as, just as fucking brutally honest as I possibly can be about myself. And if everyone still has time for me after that, then I, I maybe I deserve it. But I, I need I need people with, out there with mental health and and and, and all, any fans as well, any fans that like that have this preconceived idea that I might be some of these characters that you've said you just like Rudy on Misfits, you you just like him, you just like I'm nothing like that lad, nothing like him. He's lovely, <laughs> like both of them, both of them. I mean, I'm, I'm probably more. They, nine times out of ten, if someone does compare me to that, what I'll tend to say is I'm like the other one, the the sad one, really. 
if I had to be one of them, I'd probably... And as I'm getting a little bit older, um, I can feel myself changing, you know. Changing in what way? Um, I'm getting... I'm slowly getting a bit more understanding for me for me head. It's a long slog. Like, it's a, I think it's a journey when you've got mental health issues, you know, you've yeah. got a long way to go. So I'm starting to slowly get it, very slowly. Do you think therapy's had anything to do with big, this? Big deal. It's, I mean, fucking hell. Talking therapy, is, I, I think personally, is absolutely the first thing you should be doing and it's it's just such a shame that it's not more it's not more available. I mean, talking therapy is is it's night and day for me. Understanding the trouble I've got is because I've been doing it a while now and I'm starting to learn. It's all I want to talk about. You know, I want yeah. to talk about it a lot. You know, I want to tell people about these things I'm learning about myself and about people and I'm a fucking hell. I've, the revelations, some of them, they really are like. But they're like mini, keep little mini breakthroughs. Yeah, they, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. They are miniature breakthroughs you you have, uh, and I and I honestly don't know some of the most grounded people I know in this world. Like Grift is one of them. I don't know a single one of them, even those people that won't benefit from a bit of therapy. Like, I just think the shit you can find out, the things you learn about yourself is just unbelievable. Like, where these, like, it's, it's just so important. And I think, like, the trouble we've got is it's just not accessible enough. It's not. Um, and there's this stigma behind talking about that, you know, especially for work, still for working class men, you know, talking about how they feel and try yeah. to rationalise it with one another, you know, like, you're just made to feel like a fucking mop or just a fucking broken record, this cunt. You know, like, miserable bastard. Um, or well, go, going on the piss-take angle. When yeah, you're, tra- be, yeah, when you're actually yeah. trying to say something yeah. that's close to your heart yeah. or it's real. Well, I think nine times out of ten, the reason they do that is because you, you're possibly reminding them something about themselves. It makes them uncomfortable, so they'll make a joke out of it to like... I don't know. So well, going people, back to the because someone's hurt, it expresses itself as anger. It's it's kind exactly. of in the same ballpark. Exactly. Though. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. So I, I think for me anyway, with this, it's, it always feels like a risk being this honest and like open and you know talking about having fucking meltdowns and. But do you think if we don't take risks, then we never go forward? Yeah, and I just want to be honest. I don't, you know, I want to be honest with the man. I, the man I've. I'm, I've become and becoming I said it in this thing and I, and I meant it you know you've got to accept who you are embrace it work out what you want to be and go and fucking be it like, it's very important I've got to stand by that you know be honest for fuck's sake but I think because you're getting older you're saying that you're starting to understand more about what's going on and yes the therapy's helping but if you accept yeah. where you are yeah. at this moment yeah yeah, it's a big part, accepting what, you know, a big thing recently. I've, so I've been to doctor, obviously, you know, mental again. And uh, I've said, you know, I've kind of worked out that I'm a bit of an angry cunt. And, um, you know, and it, my depression has taken a while to work out that I'm more probably more frustrated and angry than I am sad, you know. Uh, well, it gets to that stage. At first it starts off with sadness and then it slowly, I start to become very frustrated and gets turns into paranoia and there's stages I'm, I've recognised in stages through doing therapy, you know, I'm seeing it. Like, do you think the, because the sadness doesn't have a release really and it morphs into something else, the, it comes out It comes out, out as, anger, as anger, yeah, as anger. It goes through it's those totally, different stages. It's exactly that, it's exactly that and it's just, I just need the catalyst, I just need the one thing 
whether it be a dildo, whether they've picked the accident, someone's picked up the wrong van. I forget in these moments this person's going through their own private, their own private hell. I forget it. You know, I've, I've, I'm so fucking emotionally drained from the last however long it's taken. Yeah. Um, that I just snap. Like, I, you know, I can snap about shit that, like, I'll start talking about... I was doing it. I was doing it. Um, who was I doing it with? Started talking about a memory of this kid on a scooter actually cutting us up. And as I'm talking about this kid on the scooter and the injustice of it, oh, I'm fucking there again. I'm living it all again. I'm just as angry as I was the moment I fucking seen this cunt. This kid in, in London cut us up on this scooter. He was amazing. I'd say this is what wound me up the most, is how nonchalant he flipped me off. <laughs> there were no, like... You know, when I flip someone off, I do a face and everything. Like, Fuck it, God. Yeah. yeah, you cunt. Understand that I'm not happy. This guy just didn't register with the, what he was doing. Like, his face didn't register. There's no emotion. Um, and that's what fucked with my head the most. <laughs> just how casual he was. Like, yeah, fuck you. Like, hey. Like, the, what he was saying with that fuck you was, fuck you, and this will not affect me. But it will affect but you. But it will affect you. And yeah. it did. It fucking did, bro. <laughs> I was fuming with him, wanted to kill him. Got to stop saying bro, I'm getting into the habit of that. Don't know where it's come from, that. I think it's playing Call of Duty. <laughs> they all do it. Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> um, anyway. So, yeah, I, I, I just, just, I, it's become important to me to just be bloody honest about myself. You know, I'm one of, I don't want to be one of them twatty actors that, that puts on this fucking facade, like, so that people like him. Like... But do you think you've ever done that? Yeah, I guess so. Early on, especially, like, there's an element of you, you know, you need to, you want people to bloody like you. You do, and you want to... Yeah, I understand. You know. But I don't I don't know if you've ever really completely been somebody else. Mm, or come across... Maybe not, no. Maybe not. I mean, we I've all, always... We all kind of want to be liked and we go, well, I'll, I'll be this version of myself in this company because I think that will probably fit better in this situation. Yeah, yeah, like when you were your nan and that. Yeah. For example. For example. a very obvious, broad example. But you know but, yeah, what I mean. I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I think... But let, let me tell you about Brassett. I better get into that because I'm wittering about my feelings all the time. No, the, but it's part... But see, it's part important. It's part and parcel of it, mate, because, mm. you know, you were saying about something like, a, like Black Wednesday or you were losing this... Yeah. You know, this is this has come from you, so maybe there was a lot of pressure on you. But how brilliant that someone like Danny oh, man. wouldn't let you will let me go get to that get He's to that just, next stage. They all are. They're all just a fucking incredible. I've got to talk about these people. I should do really like between them all. Like, been on the phone to David Livingston today. He's like one of my best mates now. It's just mad. Like. Such an odd pair, you're like chalk and cheese. He's like a kind of a bit of a posh Londoner, really. Yeah, but then you see, you go into that situation with some, somewhere like a work situation, mm. and also mm. even more so with this because you've built it from mm. scratch. So mm. you've done all the pre-production. Mm. You've been so you're forging the relationship. Yeah, through something. I mean, and it's, it's quick and it's very great. Quick. So you've 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 lived in it. Say a year. Mm. You've already had five years of friendship in that year. Really, totally have, man. It's, we've ended up so close. I mean, I feel very close to them. I tell them I love them. I tell them when I get off the phone, I, say, I love you. They never tell me back the cunts. Like, they never say it back. <laughs> it was my mum and my dad once sometimes. You know, I say it to my dad, all right. Um, 
But I do love them. I really do love them, especially chicken livers. David Livingston, Danny Brocklehurst, better say the real names. I mean, they, they have become like more than just work colleagues to me. I'm, I, I almost rely on them sometimes. Like, a, like Danny knows when I'm in a bad... Like I can sometimes... I tried to hide it from him the other day. He went, you're all right, mate. You seem a bit uh, out of sorts. What's going on? Are you worried? And then just told me what I was worried about. Like it, was, it was Australia. Because sometimes when... When I'm in that, when I go to, when I'm in a bad way, I can't really put my finger on what it is that's causing the stress. I just feel it all the time. Yeah. And it's almost like someone's, I said, I think I said this last time, feels like something, someone's put something inside your head. It's like someone's put an actual object in there that's taking up all the space that, you know, you, you wouldn't normally use to try and fix it all. It's all taken up by someone's enormous fucking fist. I don't know. Um, but anyway, but he, 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 between him and David, all of them, Emily, um, I don't know her second name, I've only ever called her Emily, that's terrible, isn't it? Juliet Charlesworth, um, Quayle, my best mate, David Quayle, you know. The fucking guy who came to cut me hair, like Tom Littra, all of them, really understanding, amazing human beings, couldn't, couldn't have been in better company, you know. You find that... You, you know, it's not a bad environment to lose your mind on a film set, really. It's not. It's right, full of... you feel safe and looked after. Feel, yeah, well, I feel like people... You, you've got a good... There's a, there's a very high chance that most of these people are going to understand. They'll have either been through it or seen it before. It just breeds lunatics, our, our, uh, our industry, I think. Like, for whatever reason. Some of them are a nightmare, others aren't. Others are lunatics you can... But you can probably count on one hand over the years of the nightmares. Oh God, yeah, easy. We'll live to get. I love to give you a few right now. And <laughs> can't say they fucking deserve it. And all some of them. Get your edit button. Edit button. Get edit, edit button. Right, I'll give you a quick list. Right, fucking now. Actually, he's top there. He's up Go. there. He's up at top at list. Who else? Who's a cunt? She were a piece of work. <laughs> Fuck me. I mean, come on. Who else? Uh, oh. And now I want spot. I can't think of a single fucking one. Should we think we should move on from this? We should show. move on from it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is particularly. I've not worked thing. with him yet, but <laughs> I mean, he he should probably like. We should fuck, fire him out of a cannon. We should fire him out of a fucking like one of, like a powerful one that sends him into orbit. Like, puts him into the atmosphere, let him burn out <laughs> in the atmosphere. Imagine that on live TV, firing <laughs> through a fucking human cannon. Into the atmosphere, you could watch it on close-up TV live. What a douche! <laughs> so you got that safe place with with Brassic because of all those great relationships. Yeah. Do you feel that out in America as well? I do, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it changes every year, and you have to get used to it. Like this time, it's Australia. What? Because the team changed. Or... The teams changed a little bit. Yeah, um, you know, they've sourced people who are so you, you're getting used to a new vibe. A uh, new style of filming, almost. I'm new, guessing new environment. Going. Yeah, totally. So that's you know, even talking about it right now is filling me with 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 fear. <laughs> it'll be we, fine. We don't have to. I mean, we we honestly like it'll be fine, and I'm sure I'll have a great time when I get it. It's just the apprehension. It's the, of course. the build up in it kills you. But... So we've touched briefly on the the origins, the start of of Brassic and why. Yeah. So what? You've got these thoughts, you've got these stories, you've been embellishing these. Mm. 
and you thought you're going to do something with it. No, that- so 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 I did it for a few years ago. We had, we the, one of the producers of Emmerdale. She comes to me and she says, "Would you like to do something with me after Emmerdale?" And and at the time, why was she leaving? She was leaving. She right. was getting to a, a place where I think she felt like she she was reaching her shelf life there and wanted to move on. And so we started working on the idea, but it just fell through. It for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And um, what stage did it get to? It got to a point where we had a bit of a script. We had a few, I think, I can't really remember. We didn't have lords. We had a, we had a bit of a script. We had a generalised story and, and, and an overarching idea. I mean, since then, dude, like, it's changed. It's a completely different show. Like, we, we, I remember got in touch with those creators. A lot of them were busy doing other things um, and didn't want to be involved for whatever reason. A lot of it was work-related issues. Um, And so you set about reshaping it. Like, I set about... I remember back then as well, in all honesty, my heart wasn't in it. It wasn't. Like, uh, this this opportunity, I was too young. I just felt lucky to have the job. At the time, I felt so lucky to have Emmerdale. And I was actually starting to go through a lot of mental health issues. It was starting there um, and getting a bit out of control. Like my hair had fallen out, things like that. I was getting like alopecia from the stress of it all. And so like, I look back at the, the that that stage in my life. It wasn't that long ago, maybe 10, 10 years ago now. But my heart wasn't in it. It wasn't quite... It wasn't re- I wasn't ready to be doing that. And I think the show wasn't ready to be... It was just the timing wasn't right. Right. And so by the time we came about wanting to do it again, you know, most people, they've moved on. They've got jobs. They're all doing different things. So. Who sort of picked the baton back up? Whose idea so was it? So to... it, was, it was Dominic. So we did Pride. I was working on Pride, and I'm still telling these stories, you know, and I'm yeah. actually really getting on with Don West. Like, dude, I fucking love that guy. He's, an, he's just an angel. Like... So well, he is good company, and he can really? tell a yarn as well. He's amazing. He's such a funny bloke. Right? So I'm chilling with him a lot. And um, I mean, tell me a story. So I tell him a fucking story. And eventually he says, you know, you should be doing something with these. I said, well, we nearly did this one time. He said, you need to talk to someone and get these these ideas written down because it's just pointless. He said, you're just telling a posh idiot on a fucking balcony. You know, it's going nowhere. Like, do something with them. And there's a few people have told me this. So I'm thinking, shit. Maybe I should. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll have a word with David Livingston and I'll just mention that we've been having these chats and that you should talk to him and maybe you should tell him a couple of stories. So, And was David the producer on Pride? David's the producer on Pride. Right, okay. So Dominic sort of half mentions to David and David says, do you want to meet up and have a chat about it? And I can't believe it. I can't believe this guy wants to talk to me about my ideas. I'm thinking, fuck it. Only this time... There's something different about me. I think I think I um I just I, this is what had happened. So on Pride, I started suffering with anxiety, like bad anxiety for the first time. It was so bad that I, I thought I, I might be ill. I thought like I thought it was a sinus infection, it was affecting me balance and dizziness and shortness of breath and fucking weird shit that I'd never felt before and felt awful. I like, couldn't pull a full breath in when you can't get a full 
lung of air. That's horrible. It's really frightening. Yeah. And I could just never get a full lung for some reason. It sounds ridiculous. I know it does, but like, could never get a full. It's because I'm so fucking anxious. Like, me... you see, even you saying that now. Well, like you do it. Strikes yeah. that in me. Yeah, you know the feeling. And any, yeah. for anyone who knows that feeling, and, you, and especially when you can't recognise it, you can't understand what it's about. It was very sudden. It felt like it come about very suddenly. Well, it's horrible when you can't recognise it because you don't know what you it don't is. don't know what it is. And that starts yeah. going. And the fact yeah. that you're so conscious that you can't fill. Absolutely. And it gets going and going. And then all of a sudden, that's when the panic hits. It totally hits. is. Yeah. I remember this lyric in a fucking Elliot Smith track. He says, and when you don't know what you're looking at, it makes it much harder to take. And, and that's what he's talking about. He's talking about when you don't understand what you're going through. It makes it so much harder to take, and I couldn't understand it. So I'm thinking to myself, once Pride's finished, I'm thinking I'm kind of fucked here because I'm terrified of cameras. I'm terrified of actors. I'm terrified of everyone. I'm scared of my own fucking friends. Can't even go to the fucking shop to buy milk, like, because there's going to be a transaction at some stage with another human being. That's yeah. how bad it got, man. Like, um, and I'm thinking to myself, what I'll do is I'll take... I'll, I'll, what Dominic said is, I'll do that. I'll, I'll just write. I'll try writing. Like, because I, I don't want to not be involved in the industry, but I can't do my job anymore. Like, and I was, Craig, I swear to God, dude, I was fucking convinced that was it. I was so unwell in my mind that I, and so frightened and anxious that I couldn't possibly ever stand in front of a camera and perform. Like, no way. I can barely, like, be myself with my fucking mum and dad. Like, so I start writing. David says it's good. These ideas are good. Go away and write something. Just put it, just get it down in any way you want. And I can't write. So I'm like, shit. So me and Quail start attempting writing and we just write this weird fucking scrapbook, handwritten because we can't type. And it's like a hybrid book uh, is, is what we've wrote. The, our intention was to just get over the, the, the structure and the, the, the world more than anything. Yeah. And the tone of what we wanted. Um, we wanted to change everything. Like, I, I kept all the names, particularly one name, which is very important, which one of the creators, my friend uh, from a while back, he, when we were deciding what names we'd call these characters, he said, I said, who are you going to call yours? He went, Dylan. I said, I love the name Dylan. My dad was going to call me Dylan after Bob Dylan. It's a little nod to my mate. That, that never changed. But um, a lot of it did. A lot of it structurally, you know, it's 10 years on now. Yeah. And audiences have changed. My life certainly changed. Like, there's elements of the show that were never in it. So we've had to change a lot. It's a complete, it feels to me like a completely different show. Like, um, there's been an awful lot of work gone into that. But for me, initially, it was like, I remember thinking, you can't act now. And those days are gone. Like, you know, mentally ill to the point where you can't really leave the house. But with writing, you can you can still write and not have to see anyone. It can be like, that solitary thing that you're still creating, you're still I'm in still, the industry in some way. Yeah, but I don't but have you to... don't have to deal with those other pressures. Totally that, yeah. totally that. Like, I'll just be on my own here in the woods. Like, I could just do it all from here and and never have to have a fucking wash, never have to have a shave or anything like that. And and just kind of, I, I don't know what I was thinking, man. Like, I was, I was, Ill, I wasn't well. Like, so I get, we, I'm obsessive on it. And poor Quail, he's working this job, he's building, he's a builder. So he's working all the way through the day. 
And I'm just at home like a fucking maniac, you know, like obsessing on this shit, like never leaving. He'd get back, done a fucking full day's work, and I'd just tap his fucking head with all these ideas I'd have, and we'd sort of go through them. I could see that he'd be fucking worn out, you know, and he'd always very patient, you know, and he'd sit there and we'd mill through these ideas together, you know. Some are good, some are fucking total horse shit. Some make sense, some doesn't. Now there's a spanner here, what are we going to do about that? This new world that we've never... You know, like hitting snags was this new thing. Like, oh shit, we can't have that person do that because of X, Y and Z. Like, how are you going to fix that? Well, if we, what if we did this? Well, if you do that, it means that that now has to change. You have this huge knock-on effect, which is... And the repercussions oh, of that. Oh, God, it's just fucking... Yeah. And you're just in despair. But it's good despair. I didn't know it at the time. But it's actually really quite exciting. That's creative despair is fantastic. Like, and now I see it as a bit of a challenge. You know, when I hit them snags, I'm like, right, you fucker. How are we going to fix that? And there will be a way. There yeah. will be a way. You've just got to slog. You've got to keep getting it wrong until it isn't. Um, you know, so initially I think the passion wasn't just for these... Sto- I've been telling these stories for a long time. But the, one of my big reasons behind it was just not knowing what the fuck I was going to do. Not, and, and, you know, my intention was never to be in it. I just thought, I'll, never, I'll not be in it. Only wankers make things and they're in them, you know. But then, you know, Vinny was always kind of based on me. And then the, the, the mental health side came into it. And that sort of turned it on its head a little bit, you know. And I just thought... Was that therapeutic for you, to write a character who was dealing with the same troubles as you? Yeah, my, my big thing is, like everyone's thing, is, is just being understood. Like, having people around me that get it. Like, that, that when you see that meltdown, whether it be an angry one or I'm bawling my eyes out, you don't just assume that I'm a massive wanker. Like, it's just people understanding. And I think it's so important to me that I almost want the whole nation to check it out and go like, look, oh, for any of you that I've fucked up with and you've not understood it, it's this, look. This is why, like, all they ever do is care and try, you know what I mean? And I think in them moments you come across, you might come across as someone who doesn't care or want to try with people, and that's just not true, man. Like, I really care, really care. Like, I'll worry about this when you guys leave... I'll worry terribly about it. Yeah. I always do, you know, because I care what people feel. Of course yeah, I do. Of course you do. We all want to be liked, but I want to be liked for, for really for who I am. Like, even the bad bits. Like, I want everyone to know about them. All them bits that most died, I want to... Fuck it. You know, I do it. I do that. That's, that's me. But if people accept all the good bits in people's lives, then they need to accept... The shit the, bits. The darker yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course you fucking Because do. it's part and parcel yeah. of that human being and what makes them tick. It totally is. And I think it's important not to... I was saying to my therapist once, I said, it, I don't want to be fixed completely. Like, I don't know whether it's wise to come out of this the other end super grounded. don't want to come out of this a grifter, you know what I mean? Fucking <laughs> 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 hell, of course. Jesus. You know, a can-do attitude. <laughs> You're all right, sir. You're all right. You're all right. I'd much rather be one of them pessimistic wankers. <laughs> it's funny, you know. Yeah, they take the piss out of me at work. You know, like, I'm not always... 
they'd always take it serious, these these rants I have. Like, the dildo as I'm ranting, Juliet Now, is... can we just clarify something? Because I know, yeah. but we've said yeah. the word dildo about three or four times yeah. now, and I'm worried that people won't understand what we're so, talking about. So, got to be careful here, because we're probably going to ruin Barassi well, talking d- about d- it. Well, all you need, I think all you need to say is... The, the dildo weren't right. The, the dildo weren't right in it the show. Right. It yeah. weren't right. It wasn't the right dildo. The idea behind the dick was the dildo. Was it what? It could have been a dildo. It might not be a dildo. And it's part of the gag was the not knowing. Like, do you think it's a fucking... It can't be. It'll be a paperweight. No, it's got a fucking... Is that not a bell end there? I think that might be a bell end. Is that a urethra? Well, it looks like a urethra, but I think it's a paper. I mean, it looks old enough to be a paper. It's a paperweight. It's been varnished, you cunt. Who fucking varnishes a dildo? It's made of marble. Made of the dirt. Went a bit Jewish there towards you. You're a fucking marble. I thought you went a bit of sort of Italian mobster. Italiano, what do you want? (laughs) Goddamn. Um, That's why you don't have to go anymore. We don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, so the dildo... I just want to make sure that people... The dildo, why, why are we it, randomly saying dildo every sort of time? The dildo minutes? wasn't, it was no one's fault, that dildo. You know, but I'm looking for someone to be, I want to fucking head me. You know what I mean? I want someone to, I'm, I wanted someone to point the finger at and go like, you've done this and no one's done anything. You know, no one's done anything to you at all. Just like the woman who cut you up, everyone's just trying to get through another day. Yeah. Like the dildo guy was just trying to make it, the dildo, get it done. And do the best job with, best job with the dildos you can possibly do. Totally. But the dildo wasn't right. I think sometimes, I remember this one morning, <laughs> this is a really fucking embarrassing one, uh, as obsessing on me fringe, right? I'm going, fucking fringe ain't right. She's going, it is. It's right, Joe. I was like, it's not. It's not straight there, look. Give us a comb. Stop combing it now, that's enough. I was like, I know, but I'm, it just doesn't feel straight, Jan. She's going, it's fucking straight. Like, I've, it's, ask her, Jenny, is it straight? Jenny goes, it's straight. I'm like, it's not quite right, dude. Just have a fuck about it. Will you blow dry it or something? Going, I'm not blow drying it again. We're pissing around. You've got to go on set. It's fucking not right now. I'm not worried about my fringe at all. It's got nothing to do with my fringe. It's because, it's because, I can't remember what it was that day. I think I had to cry. I think I was a bit crying. And uh, I just wanted it to be bloody real. You know, I don't like using that tear stick shit as a thespian. You try, you've got to try and dig deep, haven't you? It's your job. And if you can't find it and you have to accept a bit of tear stick, it kind of sucks. I always feel a bit like, fuck. I'm a fraud. I'm just a fucking phony is what I am. Yeah. Like, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself for them kind of scenes. It has to matter, you know. So it manifested itself in the fringe wasn't it's straight. Really fucking fringe not being. I mean, ridiculous. You know what I mean? Getting fucking all pent up and pissed off and pissing everyone else off around me. Like, Fuck off now. Get out. And you don't get kicked out. You got kicked out um, of the makeup truck. Yeah, like get out now. That's enough. They're amazing. Them makeup girls. God, I love Janet and that team. They were lovely. Very understanding. Most mornings would be like um, there'd be a lot to do. I had the best time, man. I really do. I've got to be careful that I don't come across like I've had this, it's been this bloody nightmare because it absolutely, it's been just the most magical experience, man. No, but, but I think that does come across, but I don't think you're conveying that at all. You're talking about your own personal struggles and worries. Oh, it's God, yeah. nothing to do. Yeah, well, it's new to me as well. Like, all that stuff, like, worrying about things that you'd never worry about as an actor. Like, suddenly it's a fucking big deal. Like, you've got to get it right. Yeah. Tonally it has to be right. You're dragging that around with you as well as this character. Yeah, man. I I loved it, though. I'll be honest. Like, I I even loved the... I said to David David this this year, David Livingston, he said, do you feel like you can do it again? I said, absolutely I do, man. I 
Like, even the stressful bits are exciting, you know. I guess I'd rather be going through that than nothing at all. It all gets a bit fucking boring. I wonder whether that's part of my problem. I get When I get bored, you know, I'll find something to do. Like, I, I did it the other day. I remember I was a bit bored. I had nothing to do. Run out of things to worry about. Dropped to fucking Xanax and uh, went for a walk, you know. Like, I have to do something. I have to manipulate myself, you know. I'm one of them wankers, you know. You get like, bored quickly. Very quick, yeah. So I'm going to flare up a big argument. That'll sort me out. <laughs> Where's my mum? Mum! <laughs> fucking ducks! She's got all these. She's been and bought three ducks, right? Let me tell you about these ducks. They don't roost, Craig. They don't, ducks don't roost. They have a kip in a pond. They have moments, you know, they'll have a, I'll go and have a minute. That's what a duck says. Go and have a minute. Has a couple of fucking minutes. Wakes up, checks out the other ducks. They're still having a minute. I'll carry on. Have a minute. And then he might wake up. He might go and have a walk about... Ducks don't do what chickens do. Chickens go, right, night time. Fucking, that's me. We're Dog. in. Just yeah. like human beings. Yeah. Dog. Go to bed now. I've had enough of it. Uh, but ducks don't do that. So we try to, every night, for the for a few nights, we've been ha- catching ducks by hand in, in the woods. Fucking, that's unbelievably stressful, dude. Like, they know that you want them. You know what I mean? Because you're freaking them out. I'm stressing them out. Yeah. And in turn, it's stressing me out. So that's always a, a good argument to have. If I need one. The ducks is a good oh, option. Oh, fucking bell me mum up about them ducks again. What are we going to do about these ducks? They're not happy, you know. It's that kind of shit. It's that kind of... They're not happy. I'm fucking looking at them now. Mum, I'm looking at them now. None of them are happy. Why are they... Well, why does that one look like that, then? Tell oh. me that. Mm. What, the ducks? No. <laughs> why they don't look happy? No, you going to your mum. Yeah, then. tell me that. Tell me that. Why don't they... Tell me that. Tell me why that one looks that way. Fucking slutch all up its front there. The perfect white ducks when we got them, and they're all like black now, like dirty brown ducks we've made them. It's a bloody shame. So when David said to you, right, go away, mm. go and write something, whatever yeah. it is in whatever format, however you want to sort of get yeah. it down, just get it down. And yeah. what was that? What happened next? So I went away, we wrote the hybrid book on lawn furniture. We had a note to write it on, and we can't type, so we handwrite everything, and it's like this weird hybrid book we send it back to david and he's like what's this fucking piece of shite you've wrote here? <laughs> i said i don't really know what we're doing dave that's the trouble he said well i mean it's just fucking the ramblings of a lunatic in it like there's no format to it and i said because we, we don't understand format but if we can find someone we knew that our ideas were still good we knew what we'd wrote down we knew they were good yeah and now we just need to convince someone else and i kept saying to quail going if we could just find someone who sees it who can read this and make sense of it that person's danny broccolo so we don't know it yet but we find we end up finding him and uh we send it over to him and, and me and dave are just shitting ourselves like what if what if Livers is right and everything we've wrote down is just complete horseshit? Over these months, we've just poured every single night, we've wrote as much as we can till the early hours. Like, what if it's all just fucking bollocks and we've done it for nothing, man? What if our ideas are shit? Like, and we're not made for this. Danny comes back and he goes, it's fucking great. Like, this is great. I just need to sort it out. Like, I can see why David's freaked out, but I get it. Like, yeah. fuck me, I get it. Like, anyway, so he fucks off and I said to Dan, listen... Do what you want. Like this is this is yours as well. Like, I want you to feel like this belongs to you. I want to kind of let go of it almost. You take what you what you like out and what you don't like. Just fucking get rid of it. I'm, I'm honestly, I'll be Teflon with this shit. Like a, I just want it to feel like as, as much of a collaboration as it can possibly feel. Even when it comes down to Sky, like any suggestions they have, 
we take that really seriously. Yeah. Like little things, little pointers, very few and far between. The notes, it's all been unbelievable, man. Um, they have been, Sky TV are an apps. They've been a fucking, I can't tell you how, how easy going they've been. Amazing to work for, all of them. Every, every angle of it. Like, I can't speak highly enough about Sky. Like, we, we went to them with the idea. When we went to them with the idea, we were like, yeah, we'll make it. Like, this is great. This is really good. Like, what do you need? I couldn't fucking believe it, dude. I couldn't believe it. Was it just an idea you went with them to? It wasn't, no, we'd wrote scripts. We'd wrote some scripts. So Danny had wrote some scripts script, Yeah, a, a pilot script at this stage. And we'd gone through, you know, a different. we'd been trying to convince different... We're not going into too much detail or who we went to go and see, but we'd go and see these different channels... For some, it wasn't quite right. But as soon as we got to Sky, they were like, we think this is great. Like, we get it, fully get it. It's magical. Like, we want to do something with it. Um, and I just, even saying it now, still can't quite believe it, man. Still feel like a complete bloody imposter. Somehow just strolled through the fucking door. I don't think that ever changes, No, Joe. it's broken. And you know you're not alone in that, don't No, you? no. I just... You don't know you're not alone. No, I know I'm not alone. Yeah, I know, know I know that there's a lot of us like that. I know that. In fact, I rang David Livingston up at one point. I said, you know what, Dave? I don't think I know what I'm fucking doing here, me. Like, honestly, dude, like, it's not... He said, I don't... You stupid twat. He said, I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm convinced that someone's going to work me out too. He went, everyone's the fucking same. He went, for the love of God. He went, as soon as it stops feeling like that, you have to throw the fucking towel in Exactly. Me. That's the way. That is exactly you know, right, Yeah. I've never, never felt like I've nailed a bloody thing. I've never felt like I'm anything but lucky to get a job. Like, even Barassic, which I'm part of the creative process of, you know, like, I've shoe-owned myself a fucking part in there that I don't deserve and I've wrecked, you know, like, I've ruined it. Even, I can't even fucking play myself right. You know, I'll find a way to sabotage myself. I always do. What's this? That's unusual, Griffo. It's got that end there. USB-C, mate, it's Do you know? I wish they wouldn't keep doing this. That ends the same. Yeah, but why did they had to fuck with that? What were wrong with the first end we had? Because it charges your phone twice as fast. Does it? Does it? But you have to pay for that now, haven't you? Yeah, it's good. It's a good, good thing. God, you're such a fucking turd, Grifter. I hate you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, thanks so much for coming back on. <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks Is that for all right? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I've had a great time. I mean, like I say, I'll do some bloody worrying about this one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've had a good time. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming. Thank you. And another episode is done. And what an episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. You know, it's, it's very rare, but sometimes people do ask to come on the podcast and I'm I'm always slightly nervous about it because I don't want people coming on uh, with sort of set tales or set stories or an agenda or anything like that but when Joe reached out and, and asked to come back on he he needed a platform he needed to have a talk and if there's one thing it's one thing I've learned by doing these podcasts is you know, to talk and, and keep the conversation going because, you know, you, the listener, you, you send us messages all the time in emails saying, you know, 
I wasn't in a particularly great place at the time, and I listened to this episode, and and it, I was in sync with it because I listened to that person, and they were going through the same things that I was going through, and it, and it kind of helped in some way. Um, so that's great, you know. So let's just keep the conversation going, but that'll have to wait till next week because until next week, I've been Craig Parkinson, he's been producer Griff, and this has been the Two Shot Podcast. Take care of yourself and, uh, yeah, be decent. The Two Shot Podcast is presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. Our music, our brilliant music, is courtesy of Then Thickens. Cheers. <laughs>